0: So here's the deal. Sexual sin thrives in a worldly carnal environment. And when the home is full of worldliness, there's a wide open door for the temptation to sexual sin. Hey, this is Nate with Purity for Life. Earlier this year, we released a series called Refined as Silver, and we're back this week and next with a couple of follow-up topics. This week, why it's so vital for husbands and wives to stand against a worldly spirit in the home.
1: I remember there were several wives that I was counseling at a time. And the counsel was, you need to get rid of the television. Because at that particular time, internet wasn't a big deal. I don't even think we had internet then. But I remember these wives getting so angry with me because Their attitude was, this is his problem.
0: A united front against carnal living creates a safe barrier for both the husband and the wife. Without it, the consequences can be devastating.
2: And reality is, you know, sometimes these things may seem innocuous, if I could say it that way. But we don't realize when we are entertaining that spirit of this world that comes in so many different forms now... It really leads both the husband and wife into a deception, and they're allowing the enemy to come in, and what was intended for God to be glorified in that marriage, this is becoming a curse.
0: That's what's coming up on Purity for Life. Let's get started. So a few months ago, we did a series of shows called Refined to Silver. It was five parts. And basically the premise of the whole thing was that the betrayal in a marriage is a very difficult trial for a wife. Mm -hmm. But that what God does in that, even though she is definitely a real victim of a real injustice, God uses that to get at things that are actually in the wife's heart, Mm -hmm. and a lot of wives in the moment can't see that, because it's just so painful, right? So they don't see that God is actually doing a deep work, a purifying work Mm -hmm. in them. So then we interviewed both of you, we interviewed Jenny Hill, Susan Smith as well, and I think their testimony was that even though God didn't plan this, Like, he wasn't trying to cause this in order to sanctify them, but that he is totally determined that he will use it Mm -hmm. for their good as well. Um, And they really shared some wonderful things Mm -hmm. about their own lives that I think were really helpful. So for any wives who haven't listened to that whole series, those are episodes 473 through 477. Today and then next week, we're going to do some follow-up topics, first on worldliness and then also on the whole self-esteem movement and how that impacts wives. So Kathy, our co-founder, and also Rose Cologne, who worked here for quite a long time and then went on to establish the um, Lighthouse on the Rock Church and Biblical Counseling Center. Thank you guys both for coming in. It's
2: good being here today.
0: So, Kathy and Rose, you guys have been dealing with wives of men in sexual sin for a really long time, Mm -hmm. Um, so you have a huge just breadth of experience knowing the background of these wives and what's going on, also for their husbands. One of the things I've heard Pastor Steve say, and um, a number of different times is kind of referencing how how much of a factor the home life is. Mm for Mm -hmm. a man in sexual sin, meaning like if his home life is all about television and internet and movies and just centered around pleasure, then that is creating an atmosphere in the home, but also internally where it's really easy to just add pornography and Mm -hmm. sexual sin into that whole mix. And the point that he was making is that when we're talking about a marriage— it's not just one person who is creating an atmosphere in the home. It's, it's really a joint effort. Mm. How often do you guys think that the wife is, I almost want to say, kind of like in lockstep with her husband when it comes to the worldliness aspect? It's just that she's not giving over to sexual sin. Is that most of the time or only some of the time? What, do you got, what have you guys seen?
1: I don't think most women are probably involved in sexual sin. Right. They they draw the line of compromise at sexual sin. You can go this far and no further, but they don't have a problem with necessarily all the other worldly things. Women typically, I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but they don't think in terms of their lifestyle as a compromised lifestyle. They don't maybe see the problem with just... Internet, television, music, all all of the things that are in the world, they don't see that as having anything to do with why he's in pornography. Mm. They don't understand the path of sin. And when you're living for the pleasures of this life, you run out of things. And so, especially for a man, it is so easy for a man to go there. And you've got your, your wife is basically in some cases supporting all this other things this is your life together this is what you guys agreed to you've got cable tv coming in and whatever whatever mm. streams of the world are coming in you've agreed together with that so she in some cases not always there are a lot of women who do not even want to join in that compromise and i want to say that i don't i don't believe that you know all women are in that but there are plenty that are mm. and who are not helping their husbands by living that lifestyle, and then to say, you can't have sexual sin too. In one sense, she has the right to demand faithfulness. But in another sense, in a spiritual sense, you've opened wide the gate for this to happen. So...
2: Yeah, what I want to share uh, is a scripture from James 1, verses 14 and 15. I'm going to share from the Amplified Bible. It says, Every person is tempted when Mm -hmm. he's drawn away, enticed, and baited by his own evil desires, lusts, or passions. Then the evil desire, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it's fully mature, brings forth death. So, whenever we abuse or misuse a desire, we sin. And a lot of times, these wives mm-hmm. don't see their part. But it just brought me back to Eve in the garden mm, yeah. how, when Eve saw yeah. the tree, she saw. What she saw was pleasant to the eyes. It was desirous of its fruit. And she ate of it and she gave to her husband. Mm-hmm. And he partook of that also. Mm. So there was an atmosphere yeah. in the garden. and We know it was a perfect atmosphere, right? But still, Eve stepped out from under that, if I could say, protective covering, covering that yeah. was there. Yeah. And her husband was there the whole time. And he was called to keep the garden mm-hmm. to show more the garment, and if I'm saying that right in the Hebrew, yeah, to keep it, to guard it. Mm-hmm. But his wife was the one that opened that door mm. for Satan to come in mm-hmm. and deceive mm-hmm. her and her husband. Mm-hmm. And reality is, you know, sometimes these things may seem innocuous, if I could yeah. say it that way, yeah, but we don't realize when we are entertaining that spirit of this Mm -hmm. world that comes in so many different forms It does. It it really leads both the Mm -hmm. husband and wife into a deception, and they're allowing the enemy to come in. And what was intended for God to be glorified in that marriage becomes now, okay, this is becoming a curse. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a snare. It's becoming a a trap and a a snare. It really is a trap. And when
1: when women... Or men, either one, are living outside of submission to the clear Word of God. Yes. This is what you can expect. All the cravings and the hungers Mm -hmm. and the desires for the things in this world are going to naturally flow from us. And if we're Mm -hmm. not under submission and under the authority of the Word of God from a heart of love towards Mm -hmm. Him— We're going to love the things of the world. It's just natural. It just happens to us all. And In the church today, grace has become an excuse to erase requirement. It has mm-hmm. become an excuse to erase obedience mm-hmm. to the Word of God. But you can't walk with Jesus and not be in submission to Him. Mm-hmm. It's a deception, and I mm-hmm. think that's why a lot of Couples even can deceive themselves into thinking, I can live however I want. God loves me and his grace covers me. Well, that is very dangerous. It's a dangerous path to go down. And so you end up with a home life, a -hmm. lifestyle that is carnal, maybe even backslidden. Mm -hmm. I, I think probably backslidden is a good way to put it. But when the pornography starts, that's when she draws the line. Mm. And I just think, again, it's a pathway of sin. It's a lifestyle. You're headed in a direction, and that direction inevitably is going to lead a man into sexual sin, because that is the great craving for most men. Mm. It just is.
0: Yeah, and as, as you were talking about what happened in the garden, you can just kind of, in your mind's eye, you can see that replaying itself out in the home you know mm-hmm. where the where the husband is not the covering that he should be mm-hmm. and so this provides kind of a vulnerability for the wife but but then you know as she kind of steps out and does her thing then mm-hmm. she wants to blame him he wants to blame her mm-hmm. and it's just the whole thing replayed all over yes. again yeah. Um, yeah. and it's it can be a little difficult maybe to parse out like what's my part mm-hmm. what's her part But I I think that's maybe partially what we're trying to do here, is to help a wife take some responsibility, Mm -hmm. that this isn't just all him, and there are causes Mm -hmm. that are behind the actions that need to be examined.
1: I'm sure this is very present for you, but I remember there were several wives that I was counseling at a time, and they were all angry that the counsel was you need to get rid of the television. Because at that particular mm. time, internet wasn't a big deal. I don't even think we had internet then. But I remember these wives getting so angry mm-hmm. with me because
0: yeah. they, their
1: attitude was, this is his problem. Yeah. It's not Why my problem. Why should I have to Why give up I my fun. That's right. Uh-huh. And I'm like, wow. So that just points to an even bigger issue in my mind as far as she's concerned that if you see this only as his problem, there is a huge something Mm, going on yeah a big one and a back it goes back to the the eden thing where Mm. eve ran off she went out from underneath his covering Mm. and she did what she wanted and yeah, we live with the repercussions of that. Yeah,
2: still to this day. Yeah. So, but I heard a quote yesterday that said, All of us are pursuers and seekers after something. Yes. So that's what the wife needs to look at. What am I really pursuing in mm-hmm. life and what am I seeking after? Because that was one of the challenges that I had to do mm-hmm. way back when. When Jeff was going through the program, you know, what was I really living my life for? Mm -hmm. And what was I pursuing in life? And everything was revolved about my life in this world, my career, you know, my home, Mm -hmm. the perfect this, the perfect that. And God mercifully had to strip it all from me. Mm. You know, so if a wife can see it as a mercy that Mm -hmm. God's allowing her to walk through this process of sanctification through a husband's sin, Mm -hmm she realized the greatest treasure of all is living for Jesus and bringing souls into the kingdom because Mm -hmm. the time is short.
1: And how grateful I remember, how grateful I was, how grateful you were that the Lord would strip us. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like punishment. It was like when your eyes begin to open, you start to realize what you've been doing and how unlike the Lord we were in our Mm -hmm, mm self-life. And he, I don't know, I I saw the mercy in it. I saw the the grace of God Mm -hmm. stripping me and taking away all the stuff that Mm -hmm. I thought I had to have to be happy in this life. I ended up with nothing and had everything.
2: Right. Because the reality is you realize deep down inside when you have all those things Mm -hmm. that the world has to offer, there's something more. I'm missing something. It is so empty. I'm missing something. You realize I wasn't created for this. There has to be something more. And some know my testimony going through the walk of repentance. Mm -hmm. It was the day six and seven (laughs) of reading the different missionary stories that I realized that's the real thing. I don't have (laughs) that. But at the same time, God gave an invitation. You can. Yeah. You can have this, what you're reading. Yeah. Hmm. And it
1: should just, it just, when your eyes are open, again, it's like open eyes are so important in this Mm -hmm. whole, this whole thing is really seeing. Mm -hmm. If you don't see, then you're going to argue and you're going to fight and you're going to push back. But if you begin to really see what's going on behind what your natural eyes are seeing, you start to see the spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. You start to see the enemies. Mm -hmm. But you also begin to see the hand of God in it, trying to rescue. Yeah. That's what my heart's cry is, is for women to really begin to cry out to God for eyes that can see Mm -hmm. and a heart that can perceive and understand what's going on in my home in me. What's happening to me.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So Jesus said in Matthew 6, 21 for where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. And that the lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good and your whole body will be full of light, Mm. but if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. Mm. And there, the light that is in you is darkness, but how great is that darkness? And then he continues to say in Mm. verse 24, no one can serve two masters, for he will either hate the one and love the other, or else he'll be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So the wife needs to look at where am I being drawn away, Mm -hmm. enticed, and baited by my own Lust and passions because if we have an honest heart as women Mm -hmm. we'll see those areas like you said if our eyes are open we'll be honest and see those areas and say lord i need to repent of this you know whatever it is he's putting his Mm -hmm. finger on when
1: you get honest and get real and get your eyes open this is a quote from matthew henry the spirit of God and a real believer is opposed to the spirit of this world. Yeah. And if you don't have that opposition inside, yeah. to me, that spells trouble. You should be disturbed because mm. you, there's two kingdoms and they are at mm-hmm. war with each other. For sure. And if you are, like, if you're just flowing through life and you're doing all the things that are in the world, This is a scary verse. I think you're going to refer to it later on in the episode, Nate. But all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, Mm -hmm. the lust of the eyes. I don't know if it's that verse or the verse before it. It says, the love of the Father is not in you if you are in love with all these things. And that Mm -hmm. is a scary, scary
2: verse. It is a scary verse. yeah. And we at our counseling center, we have had to look Christians across the desk from us, Mm -hmm. men and women, Mm -hmm. and say, you need to examine your faith. Yeah. Because even though you're in the church and you're doing the church thing and Mm -hmm. serving, you need to examine your faith. Yeah. If what Kathy just shared, if that's what you're pursuing and Mm -hmm. going after, because there is a war going on. Yeah. Inside and time. when you're saved and really born again, you feel that war twenty four seven, constant pull back and forth, back and yeah. forth, back and forth. But you're repenting of it. You're asking the Lord, "Help me," you know, mm. "Help me in this." If that's not going on, then you really do have to look at it and yeah. say, "Okay, where am I spiritually? Really, am I deceiving myself?"
1: Th- that's that is my concern, the deception, because I think some people get tired of the war i know we do we get tired of fighting you get worn out from it it's like man you know your Mm -hmm. kids want this your husband wants that you want this you want this constant call from the world Mm -hmm. to satisfy Mm -hmm. you in some way but you know in your heart you have the holy spirit dwelling Mm -hmm. in you that's opposed to Mm -hmm. all those cravings and that's the war we get tired of Mm -hmm. we get tired of it so we start making concessions we'll make um an alliance Mm -hmm. somewhere along the line Mm -hmm. and once you do that it's really easy to just keep doing that and i think that's where a lot of people find themselves out they get you know for a man that's been in sexual sin if if he has been and the, the lifestyle that they're living has created an atmosphere where it's easy for him to do that. That sexual sin was probably an issue before marriage, and he brought it in. Mm-hmm. And that may be one of the things that they have been dealing with. And that wears you out. It wears out a wife. It wears out a husband to keep up the facade mm-hmm. and all of that. So... They try to find common ground sometimes, and that's a lot of times where this lifestyle comes from, is a wife and a husband trying to get along, mm. trying to have something in common, and so she makes compromises. Yeah. compromise. And yeah. it's, yeah, so I just want to say to anybody who's listening who's in that boat, you can get free, and you don't mm. have to have your husband's approval to walk worthy of the Lord and be free of all the attachments to this world. Jesus has to be first, no matter what. Mm -hmm. And that is really hard for people. It's Mm -hmm. just a hard thing to do.
0: Let's talk about each one of those three things, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, because all of those things are going to be really obvious, maybe, For a wife, she's looking at her husband like, oh, yeah, you know, the lust of the eyes, (laughs) clearly, (laughs) the (laughs) lust of the flesh. But it might not be as obvious to her some of the ways that those lusts are being indulged in her own life. Mm -hmm. Um, Can we start with the lust of the eyes and how you see just some common ways that a a wife is going to indulge some of those things?
2: I love this definition of what— The lust of the eyes is covetousness. So this is from the self-confrontation manual that I love this definition that is in there. It says covetousness is a wrongful desire to possess what God has not ordained you to have. This Mm -hmm. desire is usually directed at what belongs to another. And greed, giving free reign to an overwhelming desire for more than is God's will for your life. Are both sins that reveal a focus on self-gratification. Both covetousness and greed are linked with idolatry. Yeah. So when you read that definition, it's like, whoa.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Because this is just about sexual. Sin. Against, I mean, right.
2: we're all I mean, yeah. When you read that, you realize we're American Christians, we're all guilty of this. Yeah. But what I think about, especially what I see now. In our day and age and culture, especially with social media, (laughs) or if you go shopping on Amazon, let's say, for example, or even if you're just having a conversation at home and all of a sudden all these ads come up of whatever it is you were looking at, Hmm. talking about. Wow. It's amazing. Hmm. We can walk into Home Depot even, and all of a sudden they know we were there and we're getting ads Mm -hmm. for paint and things at Home Depot. So... You realize that the world is constantly screaming. It's coming after you. I'm telling you, yeah. it is. It, it really is. is. It's screaming yeah. at us women yeah. and men mm-hmm. and children. You know, So this covetousness, the lust of the eyes, mm-hmm. we want more, we want more, we want more. But reality is, when I go back to the garden again, you think about in... The beginning God created every single thing Adam and Eve were going to need, yeah, for life. Mm-hmm. He gave them everything, but somehow wasn't good enough. Mm. They wanted more, mm. yeah, you know. And our hearts are the same, you know. God blesses us and gives us yes, so much, does. but yet I'm seeing the older I get, and it's like, okay, and my mom, she's going to be 83, hmm. and we're both. Talking all the time about the stuff we have. Yeah. Realizing that one day we're gonna die and all this stuff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Who it belong to? With Who's stuff. gonna
1: take care of all the junk? Exactly. <laughs> Who's gonna get rid exactly. of this? <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
2: But that's just a, a picture of the spirit of this world that just mm-hmm. subtly creeps in and we don't even realize it because we're just Part caught of up the system. Yeah. Part of it. Yeah. Caught up in it. Yeah. 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 So the lust of the eyes. So, again, I thank God for the Holy Spirit and the Word of God because, mm. really, the Holy Spirit is so faithful to come and point things out if yeah. we let him. And God's Word confronts, it discerns the thoughts and intents of the heart. And when he starts putting his fingers on things, you realize, man, Lord, I need you to help me to rise up above mm the spirit of this world yeah. and to take heed to what you're saying, especially now to come out of this world because we see what's happening in the yeah. world and God's really trying to get our attention. It's not about all this stuff. It's yeah. not about what you have or your children have or yeah. it's not about all that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thinking that you kids have to have, I've heard this so many times. I just, yeah. Yeah. I just want my kids to have a good life.
0: Yeah. Mm. Well,
1: I understand that. I don't have children, but I understand having a maternal heart mm. that you would you want that. But maybe what you want for them is different than what God wants yeah. for them. I find that the older I get, or I should say the longer I know Jesus, the less I need or want in this life. I am so content with so little. I don't even live in my own house I'm just whittled down to not much and I could not be happier when I had it all. There's no comparison and mm-hmm. I I think that a lot of women need to hear you don't have to have the stuff mm-hmm. to be happy. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not gonna make you happy. Mm-hmm. you're not gonna be freer if you get this mm-hmm. or get that if you look this way or look that way mm-hmm. if you have all of the hits on your Facebook page or mm-hmm. your YouTube channel all that is in the world mm-hmm. is not gonna satisfy your mm-hmm. heart you're not mm-hmm. gonna you're not gonna be filled. you're gonna be emptied in the wrong way yeah. and you just have to you start off simply in faith and trust. But that grows into a real living reality that God is more than enough. He is all-sufficient. Those are not just preachy, teachy words. That's a reality of life with God when you're walking with Him. Yeah.
0: One, well, I think the thing, too, is it's it's very hard, I think, to talk about these things in some way because what no one is saying is that like, if a wife is covetous for clothes— and a husband is covetous for other women or pornography, that somehow like, well, that just puts them on completely equal footing, and mm. your sin is just as heinous as his sin. But I think it is important to see that the root mm. is the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. True. The expression mm-hmm. is different. Maybe the severity or the judgment is going to be different, mm-hmm. because God knows all things, and he sees the heart. But I think the point is that if a wife is living in a covetous spirit. Mm -hmm. She's fostering the same kind of thing that Mm -hmm. leads a man into sexual sin. And to realize that is probably helpful.
1: Mm -hmm. I appreciate that quote, because um, the word covetousness I replaced lust with covetousness Mm -hmm. because they mean the same thing. It's epithumia. They both mean the same thing. It's the wanting, the desire, Mm -hmm. the um, filling our lives with something Mm -hmm. other than God.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: it doesn't matter if it's sex. In a certain way, it does not matter that it's sex. In another way, it doesn't matter that it's clothes or makeup or stuff, cars, homes, all all that is in the world. Mm. It's in opposition to the spirit of god and that is the issue it doesn't i know what women think i know how they think i know how i thought that i could not in my mind comprehend comparing wanting new clothes with my husband having other people in his life i my mind could not go there i could not comprehend it mm-hmm. but i am telling you after 43 years of walking with jesus and being married just as long that you can't differentiate as far as God is concerned, and the desire of your heart is for something that the world is offering to you, and that you're breaking allegiance with God. There's no other way to, to look at it. It's He's told us what is pleasing to him and what is not pleasing to him, and loving this world. Now, let me correct something just in case somebody goes crazy with this (laughs) it's not wrong to buy a new outfit (laughs) right and it's not wrong to wear makeup it's the lust and i have to have it to be valuable to me to feel good about me and so Mm. all of that stuff it's taking the place of god in your life right god has to be the one that satisfies you and that you get your fulfillment from
2: but i want to bring in another area because this is what we see Mm. at the counseling center and the church, everyone's on social media. Everyone's on Facebook. So the images Mm -hmm. that are always being portrayed of the happy kids, the Mm -hmm. happy family, the happy marriage, people watch that and women watch that. We're referring to women here. They look at that and the lust of the eye, I, I want. I want that. Yeah, I want, so they yeah. start portraying that image mm-hmm. of their life on Facebook, and then you find out that's not reality mm-hmm. of what's really going on. Mm-hmm. So what we've seen at the counseling center is there's a lot of Christians that, especially women, want to keep this image yes. of everything's wonderful. I don't have no struggles. I don't have any issues. I I'm I'm good. And it's like, you no, know be- you know better. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. It's not reality, but it's sad mm. because what we see at the church and the counseling center is women don't want to be vulnerable. Mm. They don't want to let you know what they're struggling with inside. Mm. They don't want you to know what's going on behind closed doors. Mm. And then my time, they come to the counseling center. It's like, yeah, it's only why because everything's blown so up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what's interesting to me
1: is I went on um, Facebook. I, I've tried it twice, and both times I just made a beeline straight out of it because I couldn't handle it. But and the second time was last year, sometime I went back in. It had something to do with the ministry. I was trying mm-hmm. to track stuff for the ministry, and it was a real eye opener that there were people that I know, I know,
2: I know these people. No. And I'm
1: like, you're not telling the I truth. Know. You are not telling the truth, and it was so upsetting to me because you know their backstory. Yes, um, and I can tell by the things that they're saying that it's such a facade. It is. It's not real. What yes. you what you are portraying is not reality. Right. And you are not going to be able to walk with the Lord in a real way,
2: hiding like that, right. pretending. Right. And this is a big issue for women. Yeah, it's you know, huge for it's women. It's a big yeah. issue for women because yeah. I, I go on there and same thing. I see things and it's like, mm. hmm You know better. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, images
1: I'm sure deal. people are going
2: to unfriend me. I know, know I'm looking, trouble. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. It's, the truth is the truth. They're always it. writing us off, anyway. So, yeah, <laughs> seriously. But We've Jesus been, said it would be that day. Yeah, that that's way, right. right. In this world, you will have tribulation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can we um, talk
0: about the lust of the flesh again? Because that's super obvious, you know, like a guy viewing pornography that's very clearly a demonstration of the lust of the flesh, but maybe for a wife, she's like, yeah, I don't even necessarily know that I see that kind of thing in my life. What are the things that you see when you talk to women?
2: Just the reality of, I got to buy this, I got to buy that. You know, what we see with our eyes, Mm -hmm. it feeds the flesh. Mm -hmm, You know, you just mm -hmm. see that pattern. It feeds whatever we see, like Eve. Mm -hmm. Whatever we see is pleasant to the eyes, desirous. I want it. You know, so then you have these ads popping up, like we said earlier, or these images that we see on Facebook that I got to be like so-and-so, or I want people to see me in a certain light. Mm -hmm. So all that is just feeding her flesh, too. But then, too, there can be issues. We see people that come for counseling and the women that maybe they have problems with food. They're so frustrated inside or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. Yeah, I've had young girls come in that because they see everything on Facebook the way it is, yeah. that people have a perfect life. They start cutting themselves and they're dealing with those issues or falling into depression and anxiety. But they don't realize there's something that they've opened the door to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that is feeding something that they want, desire and long for and because their life is not that then you know we see the results of different kinds of sin, anxiety, fear or just even sexual suicide. sin for women I mean, I've just... counseled
1: a lot of women in sexual sin and it usually always had to do with the husband in her mind not being what she wanted So she's running out and she's doing stuff. But this emptiness, this pursuit of emptiness, these, especially these young people, I just, yeah, almost brings me to tears to think about these young people, what they do to themselves, because they see something Mm -hmm. on Facebook or on YouTube Mm -hmm. that's not real.
2: Yeah,
1: it is not real. So they go after that, mm-hmm. and they can't at- attain it. They can't attain what their eyes have seen, because what their eyes are seeing is it's, real. it's not reality. It's not reality. And it's still this yearning, this covetous spirit going after something that is in the world that cannot satisfy. Mm. God didn't create us to be going through life, just constantly empty and trying to get filled. God came or has created us for himself right. to enjoy him right very seldom do people actually believe that that's a thing right that god is enough that god can satisfy me and fulfill me that sounds so archaic
0: mm. and
1: so outmoded outdated and ridiculous that even christians hear that and think there's something wrong with these people why do they talk like that god created us to enjoy all things taking scripture and twisting it right. to fit
2: their, lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, their mm. lifestyle yeah their lifestyle but you know reality is you think about the times we're living in now in the spirit of this world mm. is so anti-god is. anti-scripture don't tell me anything about what the bible has yeah. to say because i have the right to my own happiness i have the right oh, yeah. to rule my own body mm-hmm. i have the right to my own life Ugh. i have my right to make my own choices to be my own god even to redefine my own sexuality oh. i mean Mind We're water. seeing this mm-hmm. this spirit just keep increasing in the world. And the problem is it's in the church too. So when you stand for truth yeah. and you're not compromising and you're not backing down, you're going to face pushback and opposition mm-hmm. from Christians. Yeah, And that blows me away.
1: Well, they've redefined Christianity they too. Have. Yeah. They have. So being a Christian, the, the Christian life that you and I live will Be what gets us thrown into prison yes. someday,
2: yeah. It will, and Jeff and I talk about this all the time. All the time, yes. It's everything. a constant conversation, losing in our everything, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. yeah, we're in reality, of yeah. that's going to happen, it is and going we to happen. have faced to some degree, um, insults. You know, when Jesus said, When they revile you, insult mm-hmm. you, rejoice because great is your reward, yeah. Reward, so they persecuted the prophets, but we're seeing that, yeah. it's coming from Christians, yeah. That's saying you're being too hard or you're not understanding the times we're living in. And like you mm. said, they're redefining Christianity. Yeah. It's really, hath God really said?
1: Yes, that
2: is exactly hath what God it really is. Hath God really said? Yeah. And if you're going to contend earnestly from the, for the faith, yes, God has said, mm-hmm. you're going to make a lot of enemies. Yeah. Mm. It's not hate you, you know, for the, speaking truth.
1: The things that they are saying in the church, basically what they're saying is it's okay with God. They have gutted the scripture, and they have, they have made the Lord a toothless lion. Mm-hmm. They've made a God after their own imagination. Mm-hmm. And the God that we serve it is not what
2: no, we're not, it's not the God of the We're Bible. not serving
1: that God. And it's not the God and the the that is where the dividing line is gonna come. So saying all that to say if you're not clear
2: mm-hmm.
1: what the scriptures actually are saying
2: mm-hmm. without
1: going in and copying and pasting and cutting and pasting and rewriting and editing right. the scriptures, it's gonna cost you to be a Christian. It is gonna cost us something. Not just in the way that you live in your life, you're going to have to repent and turn around right. the direction you're going to walk with the Lord. He's unchanging. He mm-hmm. will not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm-hmm. He's the same God today that he was 6,000 years ago. Yeah, His, the scriptures are the same. They have not changed. They
2: don't change for the culture. No. Hmm.
0: God
1: doesn't change they for the change culture. They don't change for the
2: culture. No. No. Well, yeah. then
0: let's also talk about the pride of life, because I th- mm. I think that is one that has um, just escalated exponentially mm. in our culture. Yeah. Um, and just to reiterate, the, the pride of life, from my understanding of studying the Scripture, is just, it's the love of my own glory. Mm. My own accomplishments, my mm-hmm. achievements, my image, mm-hmm. my ambitions and goals— And just, it's really a life that's all about me. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you see, you already talked about the whole thing of like, I want the perfect image of a perfect Mm -hmm. life and perfect Mm -hmm. marriage. I think that's definitely an expression of the pride of life. Are there Mm -hmm. other things that you guys really see?
2: I'm going to step on some toes here. I know that for sure. Okay. But I'm just sharing this because of what we have seen since we've been outside of pure life Mm -hmm. and- having the Counseling Center and the church, we can have pride even in our ministry. Mm -hmm. And how I mean that is, again, Facebook takes us back Mm -hmm. to Facebook. If I remember correctly, Jesus said to do our alms in secret. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? And how many times I see on Facebook, too, is people just putting out there everything they're doing for God, everything they're doing for God, everything they're doing for God in the way where it's promoting self. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's, it's promoting self for them to look at, okay, look how spiritual yeah. I am because I'm doing all these good works. Oh, mm.
1: that is scary.
2: It is scary. I'm telling scary. you, I go on there and I go on there to see what's going on in this world here. Mm-hmm. You know, cause when we were here, there was no Facebook or nothing, mm-hmm. but, I'm curious to see what is really going on out there, Mm -hmm. you know, and then with seeing in the church and the counseling center. So I'll use us as an example. We have a a GroupMe app, right? And Mm -hmm. it is for the church, Mm -hmm. the GroupMe app. And we have told the church numerous times when we go out and do outreaches, don't post pictures on there Mm -hmm. because, number one, there's people in the community. Mm -hmm. You know, that's number one. And number two, you don't know if they approve of you posting these things on there. You know, but no matter how many times you tell them, they do it. Look what we did. Look at all the people that came. Yeah, promoting numbers. Yes. Yeah, that's the whole thing.
1: Yes, because it is speaking to my value and my worth. Yes.
2: Mm. And we've seen that again in the church Mm. where some people don't know how to just be still and love on Jesus Mm. and be with him. I got to be doing for him. I got to do something good works. I want people to see me in a certain light as being spiritual. So we see the pride of life in that respect being outside of pure life now. Mm. You know how that is an issue amongst Christian. And what I've seen, because we counsel couples, a lot of times it's the women. Yeah, It's the women pursuing all these things, but then wanting to put it out there so everyone can see, look at what I'm doing for the Lord. And again, it just brings me back to, what about doing our alms in secret and Mm. let him rewarding us? That's
1: Mm. right. And that being enough of a reward that you're doing it for him, hidden. Away with him, yes. hidden in Christ. I was just thinking when you're sharing that, I was thinking about Matthew 7, 21.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Why do you yeah. call me Lord, Lord, and don't do what I say? That's... And then they argue, but Lord, didn't we do all these amazing things in your name, cast out demons, blah, 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 go through the list of all the works yeah. that they did in their flesh? Yes. They were in lawlessness. And that's what is so upsetting to me about that kind of mm-hmm. a commentary is mm-hmm. Thinking that what we do from our own self pleases him. Mm-hmm. If we're not being led mm-hmm. and God isn't doing this by the Holy Spirit through our lives, mm-hmm. and if we're not content with just being back In here, back. a big nobody, right? That's the call. Right. Right? It is. <laughs> We've been called to be nothing. It is. And that he would be exalted. Yes. So that is really hard yeah. for modern Christianity yes, to take. It is. Like, yeah.
2: yeah, and it's true. And that's our prayer always at Lighthouse is mm. that people won't see men; they'll see Jesus. That mm. Jesus yes. would be exalted Amen. only, not man. And I, Amen. I confess, I get angry when I hear people promoting themselves mm. in the church. In my heart, as we're praying, I'm like, No, you got it all wrong. Yeah. It's not about us. It's not about us. It's about him and what he wants to do. and His call during this time we're living in, he's Mm -hmm. trying to reach souls. And we need to get out of the way and just let him be God and get out of the box that we think he has to operate in. Just be down at his feet. You know, that's what's in my heart. You know, and yeah. I like you say, I get angry, yeah. I get grieved. I mean, it just yeah. breaks my heart because it's like you're not going to get your value and worth from what you do for the Lord. And you're not being pleasing to the Lord. There's
1: a line, I, I think I just said this in a church service the other day. There's a line in a song. I can't remember what the song is, but one of the lines is, and I think you'll recognize it, to be used by him or not be used yeah. at all needs yeah, to be the position of mm-hmm. our heart that mm-hmm. I don't have to be used. To be of value or worth right. to mm. God, right. not at all. Mm. I can be, in fact, part of the calling on my life has been to be hidden, right. to be obscured, right, to right, be right. in the background and not be in the forefront. And I am grateful mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. I know it's from the Lord. Mm-hmm. I don't have to put myself out there to convince the world. Or anybody else, including myself, mm. that I have value. I have mm. value to God because of God, not because exactly.
2: of me. Exactly, mm. exactly. And that
1: is where I think a lot of yeah, it's this culture that mm-hmm. just keeps promoting self, mm-hmm. self love, self promotion, self glory. And it's in the church. It is. I
2: in mean, the it's church. in the church oh, because we counsel ninety percent of the people we counsel are from churches, mm. and it's in the church. Mm.
0: We'll just wrap up with this, because one of the reasons why this whole conversation is so important is that if you are living in the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, pride of life, then you're being taken in a certain spiritual direction mm-hmm. internally. And that is again, is probably pretty obvious for for the men, but we were hoping to maybe shed some light on how that is taking place in women's hearts mm-hmm. as well. And maybe... Somebody listening or watching is saying, "Whoa, I've got some areas like of my life Mm -hmm. that I need to take a look at." What do they do? Where do they start? You know, if they know they need a change,
1: seeing it is the beginning. Just if anybody is seeing right now, that is the beginning, Mm -hmm. and don't quench that. Don't run. Don't run from that. Cultivate that lean in and listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. Get into the Word of God and go through the scriptures that Rose was sharing and just do a word study on worldliness. Do a word study on in Christ mm-hmm. and read through the epistles. Read through the Gospels. You, If you go to the Word of God, I promise you, He will speak to you and He will show you how to... Walk with Christ in a way that pleases Him.
2: Yeah, yeah. What I had for this question, Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24, Mm -hmm. maybe for some women that are not sin, you know, um, to make it into a prayer. Lord, search me. God, know my heart. Try me. Know my anxieties. And if there's any wicked way in me, lead me into the way of everlasting life. And what I want to say is whatever she's worried or anxious about reveals an idol.
0: Mm. There's yes. something there. Yep.
2: That's what the Lord's always showing me. Yep. You know, yep. if you're worried and anxious about this, you've got an idol in your heart and mm. I'm about to destroy it because <laughs> I want you to depend on uh-huh. me yep. and me alone.
1: This is what gets me is the separation that comes when I am not right with the Lord. I can't handle it, mm. you know? And mm. my prayer is that that would become a thing for a lot of people that you can't handle mm. the separation because you're so enamored with other things that you can't even sit down and have a five-minute prayer time with the Lord. You can't even read the Word because there's so much clutter, mental and emotional and spiritual clutter going on. That should scare you. Let that fear drive you to your knees and give up all the stuff. He'll give the grace. He will give you the grace to live in freedom.
0: If you haven't listened to the rest of the Refined as Silver series, please check out episodes 473 through 477. You'll hear from women who have been through the fires of betrayal and who came out the other side with a very surprising story. They share their successes and their failures, their battles and their struggles, but most importantly... They show you how God used that fiery trial to fashion in them what they never expected. The beauty of forgiveness, the loveliness of submission, the purity of selfless love. In other words, they came out looking more like Jesus. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time. Purity for Life is a production of Pure Life Ministries.